0: Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy and I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, welcome everyone to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, your host. I'm also the founder of Array Digital. We exist to help law firms with their digital marketing and help them grow their case pipelines today it's friday as i'm recording this i got a special guest from london but she is here in the us to talk about her firm deborah marsh thanks so much for joining us
1: thank you for having me thank you thank you
0: i love the accent i'm gonna enjoy that <laughs> I <So> you're, you're... <laughs> literally
1: until they live with me so and then they hear me all the time
0: well i can listen to you so um so you know so you're an attorney here in the united states and you're from london so i'm interested to hear you know what was your journey to becoming an attorney
1: it was um,
0: long fun and, yeah. and how you got started
1: yeah it was a long journey and uh lots of twists and turns so as a kid i wanted to be an attorney my mom wanted me to be an attorney they said i talked a lot i argued a lot you need to be an attorney deborah and then I loved talking and I loved um, making people laugh and I loved socializing. And so I thought they're wrong, I need to do marketing. So I went to school initially to do public relations and marketing as my bachelor's. And then when I came over to the US, my first job was in marketing. And then weirdly I transitioned into IT. I don't know how, and it's too long of a story. Um, And I'm not gonna bore you with the details of how I made that transition then I did a master's in information systems and I'm moving along with my life as an executive doing programs and projects and then my last job I'm going to say was at Citigroup where I headed up a global program so I'm there at Citigroup Obama gets elected in 2008 i start Citigroup I think 2009 I'm having a nice life and then I read this book by Michelle Alexander called The New Jim Crow. And I read it in about 2011. And it's talking about mass incarceration of our prison system in the US. And instead of just reading it, I found it to be like a call to action. How can I help address the inequities we have in our criminal justice system? I know how, I'm gonna go law school. That's what I did. Um, everybody thought I was crazy. I was making a very good living. I'm an executive. I was young to to have that position, but not young for law school. I was old for law school. <laughs> but I wanted to work in criminal justice and um, not just talk about it, but do something about it and get into the trenches so that's what I did. I went to law school and I knew I didn't want to work for a firm. I knew the day I left, I was going to pick up some clients. I knew that I was going to figure out how I can attract clients. And I did by being ridiculously cheap.
0: <laughs>
1: the first couple of clients that I had and um, I made zero money, zero. It cost me to 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 you know manage those first couple of cases but from there, those two cases i got referrals and referrals are my lifeblood. so when they were incarcerated they told their colleagues who told their cousin who told their brother who told their sister etc 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 so that's how i have built it and i think that and i've been successful at it because i believe in what i'm doing Okay, let me let you ask the next question because I can keep going. As I told you, they said to be a lawyer because I can talk for hours. So no, you're fine, Kevin, you let me let you uh, ask uh, the question.
0: No, you're fine. I was. Uh, it's a great story and a unique story, and I think you know that's everyone's got their own little way of going about it. And you know the thing is, uh, whatever it was, that book resonated with you. Uh, it struck a chord, uh, and you found your purpose. So, and I think when anyone finds that you're not stopping them from doing it so so yeah. If anyone listening right now that's young and wants to do something different or they're not sure if they want to work for an attorney a firm or do their own thing you know it's you gotta like what you're doing and they feel like you're doing something that's purposeful so so good on you for doing that (laughs) not always the easiest way to go right
1: it is and i mean you know it's very tempting sometimes when i those cases that are big settlement cases civil cases and I so often get tempted like (laughs) I wouldn't have to work this hard if I could do that but um, I need to do what is going to fulfill me and so being an attorney for me is me I'm I am an attorney I love the law I love the practice of being an attorney and i was at the national association of uh criminal defense lawyers had a dinner and gala last night and um oh. one of the uh the president of that organization retired and he talked about compassionate advocacy that just was such a beautiful characterization on something that I consider I do naturally each person that walks into my office or into my law firm I'm really compassionate and it's not just that I want to get them off the case I want them to um, I want to help them because we do have an issue of reactivism where you know they go in jail get off Go back in jail within two years. And that continual cycle is what I figured that um, I want to help them break. So they're not just getting legal advice. I then put mm. them on to, you know, here is what you need to do to get your Medicaid card so that you can get some mental health service. That this community college over here is doing free GD classes. Here's the information so you can get your ged because we need to figure out how to stop the cycle and so i'm the lawyer plus um, <laughs> and it's compassionate advocacy was the terminology that was used yesterday and i'm stealing it and taking it as my own
0: <laughs> i love it i think it's great um that you're trying to do that and again you found your place and your passion and that's where you need to be. So uh, everyone, if you're tuning in too, you can go check out her website, learn more about what she's doing and what she's up to, um, stevmarsh.com. It's That's also down at the bottom of the screen if you're watching on LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook. Um, but go check, take a look and see what she's all about. So you know, I, I love your story. I think it's uh, amazing. And uh, yeah, steal that. Use it. <laughs> I think-
1: I, I'm, I've already stolen it.
0: You put it on your, your website, it's a beautiful website yeah, put it
1: right so, the top. already. So, I've already uh, emailed my uh, um, <laughs> website guy. He said, We need a meeting this afternoon, and <laughs> he hasn't
0: got to change it now.
1: <laughs> we need to change it and change it now. Compassionate advocacy, yeah,
0: I love but, it. You
1: know, it's like you really have to do what you love. Um, there's a lot of lawyers who are unhappy because you do work a ridiculously amount of hours, like, there's no free time. And you are going to be working all the time. I'm always working. If I'm not working, I'm sleeping. But, you know, when I'm cooking dinner for my kids, I'm thinking about the case. And I'm thinking about what I could have done better. And I'm always messing up. I'm constantly messing up. <laughs> and I'm constantly figuring out how can I do better next time. And I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly thinking... The next time is going to be the better time. And there's constant learning, and you're never, ever, ever going to know everything. And so, knowing that, make sure that's what you want to do. But the law is such a powerful tool that makes sure you're doing it for something that you enjoy and can say you love. And, you know, that was what was key for me in the areas that I practice so it's primarily 70% I'm doing criminal defense and yeah. uh, maybe not that much maybe like 60% the other area that I've kind of just fallen into didn't think I wanted to do it was immigration I fell into immigration one of my clients when I got him off of the criminal case he didn't go home he got picked up by immigration custody I'm like yeah. What, what what's happening here and in the state of florida it's not so much in 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 maryland different state different counties and you practice in two states yeah i practice in maryland and i practice in florida yeah after i passed one bar i went into the bar again i am so stupid but <laughs> yes i did i did the bar again but the second bar is the ube so i can wave into the other states but anyway i practice in maryland and i practice in florida and florida um, jails have packs with the um, with ice so that once a person has been released they put an immigration hold hmm. they have to execute that hold within 48 hours and they pick you up and put you into immigration custody and I was like oh my god my client's getting put into immigration custody what's going on here and so to that. <laughs> yeah so then I found myself in the immigration court he had been here since he was seven he was 30 years old he knew nothing about that home country you know he hadn't applied for DACA um mm. but we figured it out for how to get him to stay so i since that I've done quite a few deportation defenses that's a hard area of the law because it's not in the defendant's favor mm. per se you have to have a reason to be in the United States you can't just say I want to stay here and if you don't have a reason, a legal basis, you are getting deported. It, maybe we can kick the, the the can down the road, which is what I've done in a few instances. But
0: um, that's why
1: I find that not as gratifying. I only take those cases where I know I can potentially win, you know, where the person has a legal basis for being here. Now, maybe I, th- there's other immigration lawyers. And one of them told me, don't take t- take it so hard. We're in a area of the law where you're at 90% failure, 90% failure that doesn't work for me <laughs> um, I need to have a 90% at least have Success. the potential to can win right um, can we
0: so, get 50-50 <laughs>
1: give me 50-50 but when you told me I'm at 90% failure I just was like oh, this isn't for me but I have been dealing with people with criminal convictions or criminal cases who have got deportation issues and so I seem to be to be good
0: at it so that's awesome yeah well let's flip uh the script a little bit you mentioned a little bit about obviously you're working hard you're doing good work you care those are all great things that lead to referrals and word of mouth what are the things i mean you got the website and things like that what what other things have you done from a marketing or outbound type of uh approach that that you feel have worked
1: yeah i need to do much much more but one of them is um Doing um joining all the legal referral services from each of the different bar associations, so whether it be Miami or Baltimore, Prince George's County, I've joined those. I did a couple of Facebook ads Go and for. that got me one client. I don't feel like that's enough from my Facebook ads because I did it for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Blogs, I mean, I know what I need to do, but Kevin, I've not done it. So I'm going to start, though, and do a much better job because I don't I, I definitely need to up it. But, yeah, there was Facebook. As I said, it got me one client, so it wasn't enough. But definitely Google placements. I did get a lot of traction there, in fact, too much. And I don't want to hire people um, other than like a paralegal, maybe like one person. So that was when I first started and I was just like, oh my God, there's too many people calling me and I just couldn't handle the volume. And so, and I wanted to pace myself, yeah. but maybe I'll do that again, because I, I think those work definitely video talks like this absolutely work lunch and learns work. Um, you get a lot of people calling you after those, but I'm going to be doing some more. I'm gonna be doing Excellent.
0: It. Well, good. Good on you. Um, and you know, uh, when did you actually start out? on your own and, and establish your yourself as a, a practice
1: 2019
0: it's not too long ago
1: not too long ago 2000 yeah i'm gonna say 2000 and no it was 2018 it was, it's still not long ago three years ago
0: still mm-hmm. you know one starts and then starts uh doing blogs and seo and advertising like yeah. first year or two so yeah you, know, you gotta you gotta get that referral base going um and, and work your way up but that leaves me to the next question. I was really, you know, what is your plans for the next couple of years? Like, at, how do you want to grow? Not, it doesn't have to be in size necessarily, but what are, what, you know, what's in your mind and you, you got your head down, you're busy, but are you thinking about what the next couple of years looks like?
1: I am. So um, I absolutely want to grow now. I do want to have a great, a bigger network. I want to expand into different markets and do more collaboration with different organizations. I wouldn't call myself a public interest law firm um, because I'm for profit 100%. I need um, money to survive. But um, as I said, it's passionate advocacy. So I want people who feel the same way I do to join the law firm. Um, You So I guess a firm of about five to six attorneys would be great. And um, and I'm partnering with, I've got an off-counsel going to be joining my law firm in the next few weeks. Excellent. Primarily focusing on business law. It's completely different than what I do. He's actually my business lawyer, so he does all <laughs> of my tax filings and everything for me. And I thought, oh, well, this is such a good idea. We should sell this to other people. Why don't we? So he's going to join my firm as of council. And we're going to really push him doing a lot of business law activities and build out that practice as well. But um, on the core function, the, the core capabilities of criminal and immigration, I do definitely, we're going to build that, that capability out and, and build out and have more attorneys join and, you know, I don't ever want to have so many clients that we become like the same problem that we're running from with a public defender service where each person has 90 clients because you just, it, it just, I couldn't service 90 people effectively. So I never want to get to the point that we've got more than 10 clients servicing at any time yeah. um, and we serve hmm. them, you know, we really serve those 10 clients. So if it'd be 10 new per month, yeah. Because sometimes you're waiting and waiting for the case to come <laughs> yeah. up for months. So it's not like you wouldn't have the bandwidth to take on anymore. But you just wouldn't want to get in a situation that you're trying to coordinate 90 clients. I don't want to ever get into that position. So it just would be a nice size of client who we can help.
0: Yep. I love it. That's no, great. So that means great plans for growth. And, you know, I think it's, you know, you want to help and you're doing the right thing. and You're trying to fix something. Um, If you could get other people to join you that also believe that, then you're just making a, a bigger impact. Yeah, so,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's great. Yeah,
0: we, as I was gonna say, we have about 80 some clients, but I, we have 20 some, 22 full time. And they just have to manage those, those clients. We don't, you know, we had a few, oh, a few people. a month at the most.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you got 22 people. So that's different.
0: Yeah. But yeah, having one attorney managing 90, that sounds overwhelming.
1: It does. It just does. And you know, my friends were public defenders. That's what they're doing. And I'm like, that's just so many people.
0: I wouldn't know what I was doing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never want to get to that position. I want to be able to look after my clients and work for my clients and and serve them as yeah. I'm supposed to. I want to serve
0: I, Yeah, I think at that point, you know, are you really helping them if if you forgot something or something yeah. slips through the tracks and they're you know their life's in jeopardy
1: i would forget nothing <laughs> but yeah. i just i just would forget something i just know my personality that's so much to deal with yeah yeah yeah
0: well deborah um your website's down here at the bottom damarsh.com i think i saw your web guy already updated the uh tagline there so
1: did he really Cause looks, let's, let's
0: see it looks like it that's what i see on there so it's johnny on the spot so check out the website i love what you're doing i like you know you're the passion you have and, and what you're trying to, to do, and but at the same time, you got plans for growth, and there's a lot more growth ahead for you, I'm sure. COVID hopefully is slowing down, and we'll get back to normal, but we'll see how that goes too.
1: Yes, and I didn't get hit by COVID. I still had clients calling me. People was, I think, stealing more, right? <laughs> uh, they just seems to be the same about clients. I wasn't hit.
0: Most people I talked to, and most of the business owners I talked to, and definitely a lot of attorneys that I get to interview, didn't see, most saw a, um a better year, an uptick yeah. in business, which yeah. is good.
1: So, you know, my friend who does medical malpractice, he got hit, right? Yeah,
0: I have some personal injury and, and yeah. medical malpractice that had some slowdown. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Everybody else was fine, I think. Everybody yeah. else was fine.
0: Totally but, agree. I really
1: enjoy talking to you, Kevin. Yeah. And, um, you know, do check out my website, everyone, damarsh.com law firm of Deborah Marsh uh, crazy Deborah is licensed in Maryland and Florida <laughs> so um, that's it well thanks I'm for amazing. sharing your story
0: and if anyone hopefully you picked up some lessons from Deborah uh, her passion and desire to help people uh, I'd say is the big story and and you don't have to be an attorney you know right out of school You're right out of high school so you know she had a different path and I think everyone's got their own little journey that they go through so thanks for sharing that. It'll Your episode will be up soon on our website as well as um, all the other platforms, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. Also, the web address down here, arrayedlaw.com for such podcast. We'll have that up soon. Deborah will have her own page. We'll feature that and, and get it out to everyone as well. We also have a new newsletter coming out, which is the Managing Partners newsletter. That'll feature uh, different people like Deborah as well. So we'll be sending that out to anyone that's been a member of the show and others. If you want to join that newsletter, please reach out to us. For us, if you're interested in any help with digital marketing, some of the things that deborah's hoping to do in the future, that's what we do. So uh, definitely check us out at arraylaw.com. Reach out to my company or, or me personally, and I'll connect you the right people. But that's it. Other than that, again, you might not be listening on a Friday, but it's a Friday afternoon when we're recording this. So if it's not Friday, have a good day. <laughs> Deborah,
1: anything else? No. Enjoy your weekend. Don't get too drunk, but have a cocktail.
0: <laughs> All right. You heard it here. Okay. Don't get in trouble. If, if you do, call Deborah. If, you if you're
1: in trouble, call me.
0: Call Deborah if you're in Maryland or uh, Florida. <laughs> Deborah, just stay on with me. I'll hit stop on this. But everyone else, thanks for joining the show. We'll see you again soon.